0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church, and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I thought I would actually just go straight into our message, what I want to share with you tonight. And um, Sometimes we'll do games and liven it up. Sometimes, you know, we just like to embarrass people for the sake of it. And um, sometimes we might have items and songs, but um, we just thought, I like the chill time. It's very hard to get it right with people coming, having tea and coffee. We want them to enjoy their tea and coffee. I want them to enjoy each other's company in the cafe, but we also want to come on in here and just do life together, have some messages, some things that are going to help us. And um, I saw a quote ages ago um, or it's a tweet, actually, which I put in my little note section. I thought, I love the sound of that tweet. And I thought, I actually want to take that and speak. So that's what I'm going to share on tonight. But two weeks ago, as a church, we celebrated our 20th anniversary. So uh, Tony and myself have been leading Victory Church for 20 years. I think back in earlier in March, uh, Tony and myself celebrated 30 years of being together. So we dated for eight years uh, before we got married. We've been married in February, we were married 22 years, and of course, like I said, t- today I am actually 45, which I know if you're youth, you think 45 is ancient, but believe me, for those, 45 is not old, okay? <laughs> In fact, as you get older, you realise, oh, my auntie always, you know you have a cool auntie? So my auntie never got married, so she was the cool auntie. She took us, because she had the money, she wasn't married and didn't have kids. So she took us to the movies and she, did, she was the cool auntie. And I remember her 40th birthday and thinking, man, she's old. <laughs> and so today I'm like 45, man, I'm young. <laughs> I am young. But um, you know what, I've just discovered that um, life has been good. You know, 30 years of doing life with the same guy, 20 years leading the church, 45 years, been a parent for going on almost 16 years. Life has been good, but life hasn't been smooth sailing. And um, it was, I don't know, it's just, has anyone here ever been sailing? Anyone? Been sailing? I've been sailing, which is a huge joke because I get seasick. I am the worst. I went... I went to the Bahamas once in my twenties. Girlfriend and I went on a trip, and we went snorkeling. And so we went on this snorkel thing. So I went and snorkeled and I've had enough of that. And I got on the boat, and I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'm going to lay down. I've got half an hour. I'll lay down and catch some rays. So I lay down. Apparently, that's the most fatal thing you do, because as they was ready to go, and as I sat up, my girlfriend said, I just literally just went green. She said she watched me go green, and then you're in the middle of nowhere, and I was just waiting, like, give me the. Sh- I need the horizon. And um, so I'm not really a good, so we went and did whale watching and uh, took friends of ours from America, said, hey, let's go see the whales. And I do have to say we we're at Victor and I actually got closer to the whales on the shore than I did on the boat because there's, and I spent most of that time, Kathy, other Kathy Rainbow was ralphing in the bucket one side and I, hello. yeah, okay. <laughs> I was seasick, hello, <laughs> I mean, well done. But you know what? I'm not a great sailor, but I have actually I have enjoyed it. But the thing is, sometimes you get the perspective or the thought that you know what? If there was no, si- no sin, no wind, sailing would be cool. So if you've ever done that, you sit on the boat and you think, okay, if it's not too windy, I'll be right. But the problem is when there's no wind, it's boring as. So you just sit there. It's like, are we going? And you you have to rely on the current to take you somewhere. And see so the trick is with sailing is we actually Need the wind because the wind adds the excitement, the wind adds the tacking, the wind adds um, life and, and um, vitality to our sailing adventure. And as much as we may not like what comes with the wind, it's what gives expression and it what, it's what gives fun and life to it. And I've discovered that in life it's very much the same. I've often spoken with people, or even myself, my complaint has been you know what, life would be really nice if it just stayed on that plateau. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes life has some amazing highs, but then there can be some really lows. And sometimes you hear yourself say, you know what, why can't life just be like this? And I always liken it to the fact that when you see that, that just reminds me of a flat line. I mean, life, when you watch the monitors, if you've ever been hooked up to monitors and, and you just see it going ting, and it goes like this, and you hear the beat and you see it going up and down, that's a good sign. And whenever you see a flat line, it's not a good sign. It just means that there's no life. And I've just found over the 30 years of longevity, and, and I know that for some of you, you're like, oh, so, so you've been 30 years old, man, Pfft, I've been 50. I, I applaud you. I think that's amazing and great. But over 30 years of longevity, uh, 20 years leading a church, you know, 45 years of age, I've just found that actually the fun in life has been come in the wind. And the fun in life has come when there's been pressure and things applied that I may not have liked at the time, but that's what has uh, added experience to my life. And um, I remember reading a, an article, and it was a, it was called the Stratosphere Experiment. And what they did is they developed a dome where they took out all of nature's um, Elements. So, you know, it had no storms, no wind, no rain, and it was just a man made atmosphere. And then they planted all these plants. And so these trees grew magnificent and they grew huge, they were full, they were green, they were great. But what they were discovering is they would get so big with all this foliage and then they would snap. Because they discovered that the wind, what, what it did is when wind blew against a tree, it taught the tree, it sounds ridiculous, taught the tree that's not the right biology, or what's the study of plants? What is it? Yeah, that one. (laughs) Whatever that one is. But whatever it is, what it does, when wind and resistance came against the trees, the trees dug their roots down. They developed a strength so that they didn't break. When they put them in the stratosphere experiment, took away those things that um, blew against them and made them have to develop a strength and a tenacity, they broke anyway. And so my point is, we often say, "Give give me the quiet life, give me the life without the highs and give me the life without the lows because it'll be easier. But the fact is, based on that experiment, that it's not easier because at the end of the day, it's... Everything comes to the, here we are, it's great, it's full, and then bang, no pressure. It's still, I'm not deep enough, strong enough, I'm not built enough to be able to withstand it. And so I just thought this morning, uh, tonight, the tweet I saw said this, it's not the direction of the gale, but it's all about the way we set our sail. And in other words, what that is saying is, you know what, wind, storms, things in life happen. It's not about what happens to us, it's what it what happens in us and through us. And I just thought, you know what, I wanted to share with us tonight just some ways that we could set our sails. Because wind comes to all of us. Jesus said it like this He said in John sixteen thirty three, in this world you'll have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. On another occasion he said in Luke six and in Matthew seven, he says he talk, he's talking about when the storms of life come. And the uh, concerning thing about that is he doesn't say if the storms of life come, he says when. So in other words, he's pre-warning us that, you know what, things happen in life. Storms happen, the winds blow, things that we weren't expecting, we hadn't planned on, we wouldn't like, we don't really uh, expect, they happen. And it's not the fact that they happen to us, it's what will happen in us and through us. It's what we do in light of those circumstances. And that's why when I saw that tweet where it said, it's not the wind, it's how we set our sails. And it went on to say this with the tweet. I don't even know, I didn't write down who tweeted it. It says, um, dun, 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 I just lost my place. Direct your heart, because if you don't, something or someone else will. And Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And so what I want us to remember and realise tonight, it's not the troubles that we face. It's not what happens to us that makes us miserable, but it's the attitudes and it's the way we respond that either makes life great or makes life not so great. And so I just thought, you know what, I thought, just reflecting over um, what we've been through, just the journey we've had, I thought, you know what, life's been great, hasn't always been celebration hasn't always been low it's been a good mix of both but overall it's been great and I believe that the secret to that has been the fact that the attitude that we've adopted and the things that we've put in place so that we've been able to withstand it's about our setting our sails and I just thought I want to share quickly tonight just a couple of keys on how we can set our sails because I don't want to be the um, author of doom and gloom but storms are coming Storms come in all sorts of opportunities. I mean, right now we've got a, and I couldn't have planned it better if I tried, but right now on the eastern coast of Australia, coming over Queensland, there's a cyclone brewing. It's going to uh, cover land within the next 24 hours. They're saying, storms come. It's not about the fact whether the storm comes. It's what we do and how we respond to it. And so I just thought, some some keys on how we can set our sails. Because every sailor knows that he needs wind to sail. He knows that the wind's coming. He also knows he can't control the wind. So he needs the wind to sail, but he do, he can't control the wind. The wind blows. Scripture also says wind blows, does whatever it likes. We don't see where it comes from. We don't see where it goes. But the wind comes. It's not about the wind coming. It's about how we respond to it. So every sailor knows the wind's coming, But he also knows how he can set the sails so that he can make the best use of that wind. So it can either propel him into all the great things he needs to do, or if he sets his sails wrong, it can rip it, it can turn the boat, it can create catastrophe. So just some keys for us on how we can either direct the sails or, like we said in that quote, how we can set our hearts, lead our hearts so that we don't follow someone else. And the first key is that we've got to decide now. You see, attitude is a choice. You and I have the power over our attitude. I don't know how many times I've argued with God that it's not fair. Well, they you know, they didn't have to and they shouldn't have. And it's like, you know what? God says to me, you've got a choice. Nobody can make you miserable. Nobody can make me miserable. Nobody can make you angry. Nobody can make you hurt. Nobody can make you bitter. Nobody can make you twisted. Nobody can make you uh, hold on to the unforgiveness that we're holding on to. Nobody can. It's a deliberate choice of ours. And the problem is we don't like to own up or know that. We, we just go, no, you know what, but they did that. You know, I don't discount what they did to you. I don't discount what's been done to me. But it doesn't. it's my choice whether I want to hold on to that and then in turn become bitter become miserable, become angry. Yes, some things have happened where anger rises, but if I want to give into that, it's a choice for me to say, you know what, I am not going to forgive that person. It's a choice for me to say, you know what? I'm going to hang on to that offence. It's a choice for me to say, take on what someone said and become miserable. It's a, it, it is a choice. And when we're talking about how do we guide our hearts, how do we set ourselves and direct our hearts, we've got to decide now. People go, oh, that's easy to say. No, I'm telling you, we have a saying in and I don't know where we heard it, but Tony and I live by it, and often you'll hear it from the front. We've got a saying that says, you decide in the cool of day so that you'll stand in the heat of night. It just means, you know what? While things are smooth and running and dandy and fine, here's where I make my decisions. We talk to our young people all the time, and often when you make a comment like that, everyone thinks straight away, young people, but it applies to every area of life. But with our young people, we say, you know what? You make your decisions now. Before you have a boyfriend, before Once you've got a boyfriend, like, what are your boundaries? What are you going to do? You make those decisions now. Things like, well, we will never be at home alone by ourselves. We won't be uh, in a car by ourselves. We won't go to dark places in a car. But what, whatever those boundaries, you set your boundaries now. Because when you're in the car and we're driving to somewhere, in the heat of night, it's, it's a lot harder to retreat and pull back. It's one of those decisions that, you know what, now I make it. Well, um, what are my boundaries? What am I saying? What are the not negotiables? Because once I've let my heart go a certain place, it's very hard then to rein it in. We talk about that when often, when Tony and I, uh, 12 months ago, we built a new home. But before we did that, we went through the whole process. You start looking, but we um, went through the finances. Can we do this? In light of what we're doing, can we do this, doing all that? We did all of that before we went then looking for houses because I spend so much time talking to people and they say, but that they've already, their heart's already gone. So you, you're talking, you're sitting with a young person and they're saying, hey, we're getting married, what do you think? And it's like, you know what, why didn't we have this conversation six months ago when you first set eyes on this young man or this young woman because then six months ago we can start working through that. So before your heart goes there, we say, well, actually the point that um, – you guys are unequally yoked, the point that he doesn't believe in Jesus or the point that he's in debt or whatever it would be. Hey, so here's some things that are concerns to us. Why don't we put some things in place, see what happens and then see where we go? But when you come to me and you've got the ring on your finger and you're going, what do you think? It's like, well, what do you think I'm going to say? I I can't really give you a true, honest opinion because you've left – it's the heat of night. And we're saying, you know what, in the cold light of day, what are the non-negotiables? What are the things – And when you're doing life with people, you know what, offence or hurt or things come. But it's when things are good, we have to make that decision. You know what, I'm not going to let any negativity, any misplaced word, any um, tired conversation, I'm not going to hold on to anything that would have me live in unforgiveness. And I do that today so that when... In three weeks' time, six weeks' time, somebody says something to me that grates, I know that my decision made six months ago, 12 years ago, whatever it is, that's the decision. When I'm at that point, because we're all going to be at that point where on the precipice of they've done it, they've said it, I can either step into hurt and unforgiveness and offence, or I can stand on the precipice and go, you know what, I made a decision 12 years ago that no matter what anyone did, no matter what anyone said, I would give them the benefit of the doubt I would keep my heart pure. I would have the conversation with them, because why? Because I just didn't want to. I don't want to live in unforgiveness. I've seen what unforgiveness does in the lives of men and women. But for to me to get to that point where I can say I don't want to live there, I have to make some decisions way back in the cold light of day. So if it's important to me that hey, I've seen bitterness. I've seen wreck families. I've seen it wreck marriages. I've seen it wreck relationships. I've seen it wreck health. If I look at them and say, I don't want that, then I've got to step back and go, what are the decisions? What are the things I need to do so I don't get that? It's the decide now. And you know what? Storms are coming. Things are coming our way that we have no control over, that we can't do anything about. And even the ones that possibly are the benefit, or not the benefit, are the ramifications of our own decisions. Things sometimes we do do the wrong thing and we say the wrong thing or we do something that brings about... Um, unhealthy not liked circumstances again we decide now you know what even if this is my fault what I'm walking through I've decided now what I'm going to do so that I won't carry on to that so if you're wanting to set your sail when that storm comes you decide now you know what I'm not going to give in to that I'm not sure what it is for you that God's trying to get your attention on but whatever it is you say you know what I'm deciding today while things are good I'm not going to be the type of person who gives into negativ- negativity. I'm not going to be the type of girl who gives into bitterness and unforgiveness. I'm not going to be the type of girl who's going to twist that and personalise it. I'm going to be the type of girl who says, you know what, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to think, you know what, you're probably just tired. I'm going to think I misinterpreted your intent behind that conversation. I'm going to think I'm going to come to you and say, hey, when you said that, this is how I took it. Well, is that what you meant? And you're going to say to me, no, Kath, you misrepresented it all the way. All right, so we're talking about how do we direct ourselves? You've got to decide now to make decisions in the cold light of day that will hold you in the heat of night. The second key, remember, we're talking, how do I guide my heart? Because if I don't lead my heart, something or someone else will. When that storm comes, I've got to be like the sailor, checking the wind, adjusting the sail so that I'm leading in the right direction. So not only do you need to decide now, you need to do whatever it takes. And we often make the um, analogy of like a marathon runner. Nobody ever gets up, well, not that I've known, nobody ever gets up one day and says, you know what, I'm running a marathon today. You just don't go, you know what? I thought it was a good idea. I saw that the Mother's Day classics on Mother's Day and uh, it's 10Ks. I've never run a day in my life. I'm just going to go for it. Now, if you want to test me on it, go for it. But you know what? I don't think it's going to be the best way to set yourself up. You have to make a decision that, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes. A marathon runner goes into training. Though, I mean, how many, I don't know how many apps, there's all those fitness apps, and it's every fitness app sends you an email saying, hey, you can do download the how to run a 10 kilometres in five weeks, and they give you a program and how to do it, and so many kilometres, and you walk this, you run that. They're, they're training you, they're setting you up. And we need to be girls who do whatever it takes. When we're talking about how do I set my sails for when the storm comes in my life? We've got to be prepared to do whatever it takes. We need to feed ourselves. So, again, the marathon runner... They don't live on McDonald's and they don't live on junk food. They may have it occasionally, but they're fueling their body because they know if they're going to run 42 kilometres, they need to put good stuff in so that it's there for when they need it. And we're talking about how do you set your sales. You know what? You need to feed yourself. You need to be preparing it. Nights like tonight are feeding yourself, going, you know what? Life might be dandy right now, but this is how I feed myself so that when my storm hits, I've got something that I can draw on. So, and so it's about, we're talking about doing whatever it takes, about keeping your focus. A marathon runner, when they're doing like, it, can't be any more boring than running for 20 kilometres. Now, most marathon runners run because they love it, apparently. If you're like me and you do it because I've ate too much birthday cake, you're not enjoying it. But you know what? You're setting your um, f- face. You're like, you know what? I'm running because of this is what I'm doing. I mean, I went to um, the lodge... Here's a plug. The Lodge Fitness Centre, five years ago, I think, a Sigway, they sponsored us, so they gave all these things, and I joined then. I haven't been for five years. Today, they send me a birthday text. <laughs> I like, oh, the Lodge like me, and they, this is how it starts. Hey, Kath, enjoy your cake. I was like, oh. They said, but you can come back tomorrow and work it off. <laughs> I was like, thought they knew me or something. They didn't know me. <laughs> But it's about doing whatever it takes, keeping your goals before you, have your focus, hanging around those who've got a great attitude. Because you know what, it's you've got to learn it now so that in the tough times you've got something to draw from. You know, If you don't do it now, I, we've travelled quite a bit and so jet lag is a funny thing. Because you know what, sometimes jet lag, can, your body clocks all over the place, your body doesn't... Everyone talks about how... Um, I remember it's girls, no boys in the room. We talk about um, flying and how great it is. Can I tell you, flying does not agree with my body. So, you know, we're supposed to have a period once a month. I can tell you, when I fly, I bleed nonstop. I'm just like, stupid, stupid flying. (laughs) But then keeping a good attitude, because some people would like to fly, so you can have my period for however long it is. (laughs) But you know what? Jet lag does amazing things, right? I don't know how many times I've got in foreign countries, I've had to buy pregnancy tests. Because then if I'm not bleeding, I've got all the signs of pregnancy. I'm going, oh, my poops are killing me. So it just does amazing things to your body. I can't even, I don't know why I'm telling you all this anyway. <laughs> it's 45 and I need sympathy. No. And I'm just freaking out. The young girls are like, oh, God. But the thing with jet lag is sometimes you know when you when you've trained and when you've trained your body and you've got disciplines in place when jet lag hits oh, I'm scaring someone off <laughs> when jet lag hits you just do things And wrote, all right? So, in other words, I can get up and I would just do things. My body doesn't know where it is, it doesn't know what's going on, but I've trained it to do what it does naturally. And so I'll just get up and the things that I know I do, so I don't know what country I'm in, I don't know what my body doesn't know what time, but you set your alarm, you get up, you do your cardio, you do your whatever, you do your breakfast, you do your reading. It's just some things because I've put that practice. In place years ago It's years of long obedience in the same direction it, Your body just keeps in I wish it would do that physically But spiritually it seems to work And so you've got to do whatever it takes And so you decide now what you do Because in the tough times When the pressure's on It's like the stratosphere experiment That's what happened. What happens now is you go <gasps> When the pressure's on It really shows what's going on on the inside because I'm not. if I've made a decision back here when it was easy and this is where I'm going and this is my conviction and this is what I'm doing, when the pressure's on, the temptation to give in and then temptation really isn't that important. Now, all your new mums, you know when you're going through and you're training your kids and we're trying to settle them and you're putting them back to bed and whatever your method of sleep and settle, sleep and settle, when they're, you know when you're at that point of, oh, you know what, I'm just going gonna, gonna, to, if I hang on, I'm going to break the pattern and we're going to establish a routine here and it's good, but there's that point in time when everything in you wants to just give in. You know what, I'm just going to open the door, I'm just going to go in, I'm going to rescue this little one or if you're trying to do feeding where you're trying to say, okay, I'm going to stretch them out. We've got a new dog. And I did the fatal mistake of going away on a holiday for a week and giving our new puppy to someone else. And so I've gone back to square one this week. I'm like, this dog is weeing again inside. He's pooing inside. He's doing everything that we trained out of him. And you know, you get to that point when you're tired that you just go, you know what, maybe I'll just keep the wooden floors and I'll just keep a mop in here and just whatever. I'm just going to be forever that's the reality, or you go, you know what, no, I'm going to fight this battle till I win. But those decisions were made back here, because when I'm in the middle of I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm trying to get dinner, I'm walking around dog wee, <laughs> it's like, you know what, if that's the time you think, oh, forget it. Or like if you're, doing, <laughs> if you're dealing with kids, you know, and you're saying, you know what, we've had a habit of our kids have been coming into our bedroom and we're trying to establish them in there. And it's like when they come in and it's 3am in the morning and, and you know you know what, the easiest thing is to throw up the covers and say, get in. It's, it's, that, it's right then and there, whatever it takes. We're talking about how do you set yourself, it's right then and there where you can either go get in or you go, you know what, I'm going to get out, I'm going to get out of bed, I'm going to walk you back, we're going to pop you in, if I have to talk to you, placate you, whatever it is I need to do. Because I've set that decision back here, whatever it takes, I can do it when the pressure's on. Because when the pressure's on, it's going to find out if it's really in me or not. Does that make sense? So, if we're talking about how do you set your sails? When that wind comes, see, when that wind comes, so I'm a young person and I've set my sails and I've said, you know what, we've got boundaries in place. But when I get home and unfortunately I didn't know that mum and dad aren't there and it's just my boyfriend and I, it's, it's like, what do I do now? It's what I've decided back here, how I set my sails. That is what's going to make my decision next. It wasn't planned. It wasn't expected. Okay, you know what? We ring my mum and dad and say, where are you? What are you? Okay, cool. This is what's happening, letting them know. It's doing whatever it takes because if I don't set my heart, if I don't guard my heart, something or someone else will. Remember, we're talking about how do we survive the storm. The other thing that we've got to remember is you've got to be flexible. I... um, Some of you may know Tony Bates. He loves to sail. So when I was prepping this message, I texted him and said, hey, Tony, I had these thoughts about you're a sailor and this is my thought. And he said, absolutely, Kath, that's the key. He said, be flexible. Have you ever, does anyone here ever struggle to get their pulse in their neck? You know when you go to find it? I'm like, am I dead? Because I can never find it. And you know the key is the harder you push, it's harder to find. Because you go like this, <laughs> I'm like, I'm dead, I'm dead, I can't find it. And you're pushing harder and harder, and it gets harder to find. The key is, is to be loose, not so tight. You all go like this. Okay, back here. <laughs> Who else is dead? Who else can't find their pulse? So whatever. But the key is, the key is, I've, <laughs> I've mixed points. Yeah. I'm like, hang on a second, what am I talking about? <laughs> No, did I say be flexible? Loose hands is what I was talking about. (laughs) Loose hands. The key is loose. Because the tighter you do it, the harder it is. And so when we're talking about setting ourselves, the key is loose. Have you ever been fishing? You're still doing this. You can't find it. You know, you cast your... Thank you. I have been (laughs) fishing. I have done it before. (laughs) And then the key is, you know, you hold the uh, line like this. You just hold it loose so that when the fish nibbles it, you feel it. If you're holding it too tight, you, you don't feel it. And so when we're doing life, the key is we've got to have loose hands. Just hold things loose. I think we get into trouble because a lot of us, are, we're just control freaks. And we want to have all our ducks in a row and we want to have everything. You know what? Sometimes our ducks like to be in a circle and have a party. <laughs> it's just the way it is. I, I, don't co- I don't cope that well when they're like that, but that's sometimes how it is. I'm a ducks in the row kind of girl, but I've just had to learn loose hands. Loose hands. Because you know what? When, my, when I'm loose and I've got the fishing line, I feel that yank. Where I've got it too tight, I don't. When I'm looking for my pulse, the, the more panicking I am as to where it is, the harder I'm pushing, it doesn't work. The looser you are, loose hands. You're talking about how do you set yourself? How do you guard your heart? How do you lead your heart so that no one else will? Loose hands. You've just got to have loose hands. You know what, mum? So you tried a new routine. You read a book. They said do this. You tried it. It didn't work. Loose hands. Okay, try something else. We've got this perception it's got to be this way. No, it's got to be like this. It's got to be the book said. You know what? Loose hands. Maybe that worked for that one person. Maybe it worked for your friend. Something else. Loose. Keep it loose. Lo- we've got a saying, Tony, if, if I'm getting tense, he's like, loosey-goosey. <laughs> anyway, you're learning way too much tonight. It's ridiculous. <laughs> giving away way too much one thing when I was talking to Tony Bates I said about this loose hand thing he said the other thing you've got to keep in, um, in 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 your mind Kathy says you've got to get ready to jump he said one of the keys in sailing is you've got to be ready to jump so again not only is it a picture of loose hands it's, it's a picture of a loose posture so yes you're sitting and you're sailing I did a new workout this week and my <laughs> legs and butt are killing me so that's not good but The picture is loose so that you're watching and something unexpected happens and it's a lot easier when you're in that loose, easy movement to jump out of the way for something than when I'm sitting down, I'm all sorted. I told you I was sore. All sorted and all ready. It's it's like it's a lot harder to get up and get out and get moving. It's it's a picture of us of how we need to do life. We've just got to relax. There's a, um, I think it's Terry Jenner. He used to be Shane shame spin um, coach, bowling coach and he talks about, um, he says that um, having loose hands if you ever watch uh, a wicket keeper, you know when you see a, a cricketer I don't know if you're a cricket, I'm a cricket girl, I like to watch the cricket, and if you ever see, like you think it's a sitter catch and the guy drops it and you know, everyone's abusing him but usually what's happened is he's got his head so he's watched it and, she, and it's always those lollipop ones that they've got all the time in the world, so you just think, moron how can you drop that? <laughs> But because he had so much time to think about it, he's tensed up. What they often say is their hands are so tense, the ball hits the palm of their hands and it bounces out. And the key is loose hands. And that's our key for us in doing life, loose hands. So you know what? You did your year 12. You were expecting a certain mark. It didn't come. you You had to get that mark to get into a certain course. Loose hands. Okay, maybe I have to go do night school. Maybe it's not that course, I can get into that course another way. Maybe it's not the end, of it's loose hands. It's like, okay, that was my plan. It didn't quite work, but loose hands. I'm not saying, you may have to go back and do year 12, whatever it is, but loose hands. We get into trouble when it's, but it had to be this way. It had to be 2013. I had to do year 12. Now it's finished. My life is over. It's like, no, loose hands, loose hands. We're talking about how we set our sail, how we guard our hearts. You need to have loose hands. What else? Watch the environment. You know what? We've got to look for the signs. There's a reason that the sailboat has a flag on its mast. And it's not just to say, put its name on or its country. It helps them see the wind. Now sometimes it's like, okay, it's obvious, but sometimes it's that light. So we've got to be good at just watching the environment. Keep a wave. You watch a sailor. He watches the wave patterns. So he's looking. And that's how we have to do life. Now the wonderful thing about just growing up, I think, in a community like this is we get to partner alongside other people. So you get to do life with others. You get to watch. So I'm coming in to uh, – our kids are going to be 16, 14, 8. We've got Chris staying with us. He's got uh, two older daughters and a younger son. And so I I, call, I pummel him all the time. Every time we're sitting down breakfast, lunch, I'm asking questions. I'm saying, okay, you know what, he's got – Two beautiful daughters. they both got great marriages. They are both serving God, um, leading churches. So I'm just saying, okay, you've done ministry. I, I'm saying to you, we've done it for 20 years. You've been doing, I think it's over 40 years. Talk to me. It's about watching your environment. Okay, I'm coming into a season. I want my kids. I don't care what they do. I just want them to love God they don't have to serve here, they have to serve there. I just want them to love God. I look, I'm looking at men and women. I look over their shoulder. I love the fact we have gay here and to be able to see where they um, pull and see their kids and look over their shoulder and say, watching the environment. So what did you do? How did you do that? And just, you know what, watch the environment. Do life around. And so you're not only watching those around you and say, okay, how do you do it? But then even in your own circle and sphere. And so I mentioned before how we get to travel I've just noticed things and patterns in our life. I know Easter is next weekend, and for us, Easter is a big opportunity for us here at church. And so sometimes the lead up to Easter can be quite intense in the Rainbow House. It's just because you know it's a big event coming up, and there's that there's that heart of you know what people are going to bring their family and friends, people who don't know Jesus are going to be in these meetings, and we really want to provide an opportunity for them to meet Jesus. Maybe this is their one and only time so sometimes they can be tense weeks so I can get all bent out of shape and think well Easter well thanks a lot God why did you put Easter on the planet because now you know what it's pretty miserable at our house everybody's tense or I can go I watch the environment hey kids so we get home from being away last week Monday just chatting to the kids hey you know kids it's Easter next week so just putting in their heads saying you know what you know what that means it means tense So that means things like, let's just be aware. Maybe let's clear the calendar a little bit. Let's not have as much pressure, not as much after school sport, not as much after activity. So we're not using grace and running around and doing all these extra things. And we've got a little bit more grace and empathy so that if we are grating one another because we're under pressure and we're short and we're whatever, whatever it is for you. For me, it's Easter, but maybe it's exam time. So it's exams, so mum, you know what, kids are coming up to their exams, it's this. It's uh, Again, women, if it's period, you, you know your body, you know yourself, you know how you operate, whatever it is for you and your family. And that's what I love about the fact that it's, it's cyclic, so it doesn't ever happen just once. We, we get to see the pattern. So like I said, Christmas and Easter for us, I know, so we put things in practice in, in place. When we travel, often you're cramming everything in because you know you're going to be away And so you've got to get everything done. And so that can then add extra pressure. And I try to think, so sometimes our kids, what would be a normal event, if it's a week before we're going away, it'll be, hey, let's not do that because that's going to take extra pressure. That's just putting more pressure on us. What's that in light of this? Um, Bailey had a dental appointment this morning and I was going to cancel it. And I thought, oh, you know what, in light of today, in light of what I've got to do, I've got Chris here. Really, is it something I need to get her to in light of what I've got to do today? And then I remembered, actually, I'd cancelled it from back in October because it was on um, when we had Sigway Conference. It was that week and it was booked in. And I thought, you know what, it's it's I'm pressing, trying to get to what I need to do. It, it wasn't a life or death situation. I'd pushed it off. And so that's where we've got to be. When we're talking about watch the environment, what are the triggers... For you and your family what is it for you personally and then if you're doing life with one another what's the triggers in your family so mums what's the triggers with your kids sometimes we go oh it's because they're coming into their teenage years but you know what something might be going on it can be exam, whatever it is but just being aware what's watch the environment it's like the flag on the mast. because what happens is if you miss the wind if you miss the flag waving then next thing you know bam this big gust comes and your sailboat tips and you wonder why now the family's in uproar. Whereas if we'd been watching the environment, hey, I know this is coming. I'm just going to adjust the sail. I'm going to catch this wind. And I've released my diary so that, you know, I have one of our children who has, that they're like their mother. And so they work, 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 and then go, and I've just said, yeah, like mother, like. I'm not giving away who it is. <laughs> and so you know what? I've just watched the environment. I've watched the flag. I've watched the wind. So now I start to see it. So I start to see it early and we start to put things in place. Hey, 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 you know what this is? Hey. And, you know, it started with me counteracting it and then it's moving to me teaching. Hey, this is what you're looking for. This is what I see. So what do you say? Now we're getting to the point where they're seeing it. So they're going, hey, I know what this is. Hey, I know what this is. We're talking about how do you set your heart because if you don't set it, something else will. And so then your emotions will start be leading you. And people say, oh, you know, it's, it's because of this or it's PMT or it's this or that. It's like, no, no, no. You know what? They're there. But if you set your sail, they don't have to dictate to you where you end up and what you're doing, all right? So watching your environment. I didn't take my thing off. It keeps locking on me. All righty, what else? Oh, lastly, you know what? We're talking about how you set the sails, how you guard your heart, how you lead it. The last thing I want to remind you is just, you know what, celebrate the victories. And here's the thing. We think sometimes a victory is only success. Do you know sometimes victory is survival? (laughs) It's like it didn't kill me. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. That's what 20, 30 years, 45 years. That's what it's taught me. Sometimes victory is I am still here. I can feel it. <laughs> Seriously. And we've got this culture or this thought or this perception that it's 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 victory. Victory is just success and I overcame and I. You know that is true and absolutely. I just want to bring the other side. Sometimes it's just I survived. You know, think about it, new mum. It's like I said, I don't know how I survived the first year. You know because I'm so used to having my eight to ten hours sleep and then all of a sudden it's broken sleep. And all of a sudden it's this and then it's that and then I'm physically sore, I'm physically tired, I'm whatever. You know what? I survived. That's a victory. The fact that my baby's still alive, that's an even bigger victory. (laughs) (laughs) My saving grace was my mother didn't kill me, I think I'll be right. (laughs) Success or survival? You know what? Just gotta delight in the possibilities. You know, you are a pile of potential. There are untold potential in this room, what you can do. And I would hate to see life strangle that out of you. Life is for the living. It really is. And that means the the ups and the downs. It means, you know what, the storms. I am what I am today because of the great things that have happened to me. But you know what, I am what I am today because of some of the awful things that have happened to me. Now, I tell you the story about uh, Mitchie, our son. It's not awful in light of some people's testimonies and what some people have had to walk through, but it's my testimony. It's what I had to walk through. And so when Mitchie, when I was 18 weeks pregnant, they picked up with Mitchie that he didn't have any fingers on his left hand. And because I had a uh, two-vessel umbilical cord, they told us that this child was not going to survive. And they pushed us to have a termination. And then when we decided, well, not that we decided because it was never an option anyway, but when I had to sit and then tell the doctors, thank you but no thank you, they got irate and nasty and then told us how we weren't great parents and who did we think we were. And it's just like, you know what, And when you look at Mitchie today, at the end of the day, I don't know whether they misdiagnosed him or God healed him, all he has is no fingers on his left hand and they wanted to terminate. Because they said to us, this child there is major issues. And so, like I said, but that may be a small testimony in part of someone else's testimony. It's not to diminish my testimony or to elevate someone else's or to make you feel worse. It's just, it's my testimony. It's what I walked through. But you know what? It's what I walked through that made me who I am today. It's what gave me faith to go, you know what? I trust my God. It gave me a deeper personal relationship with Him. God, you're in control. I don't know what you're going to do. The doctors are telling me that if we do go to term, he may survive. And if he does survive, then we don't know how long he'll survive. And then if he does survive, we don't know with what capabilities he'll have or what you will end up with. But it was that, that, that down, which could potentially be uh, an attitude buster, it could potentially uh, have me responding wrong, that's what's made me what I am today. And so the trials and the tribulations that you face, the storms that come your way, we don't like them. We don't enjoy them. But we have to revel in the fact of what it does within us. They're opportunities for us to set our sails. Yes, we're not going, woohoo, great, give me another storm. But we are equipped to be able to, you know what, I've got things in place that I can adjust, I can do. I'll keep my hands loose. I won't do that. I'll be flexible oh, decide now that these are the non-negotiables, this is my... I'm going to do whatever it takes. I've got keys to be able to weather the storm. And you know what? Like I said, with the stratosphere experiment, if life was just void of that, it proves that we're just going to self-destruct anyway. So we need those things to actually find out who we are and what's in us and what we're capable of doing. You are far stronger than you give yourself credit for. You have got potential that... I think a lot of us in this room have got no idea. And I want 2014 to be the year where we lift the lid. Say, come on. What what that dream that's in you, do it. Don't worry about the storm. Yeah, storms come. But you know what? Set your sail. Okay, so it didn't quite work. Mum, you know what? It wasn't like you thought. How many women have gone into their um, delivery with their birth plan and it went nothing like they expected? Hey. It's the way it goes, you know what, we've all got, you know what, I think this, this, this and this and I got this, hey, life is life. But you know what, life is beautiful. And I just thought for 2014, I, when I read that quote, I thought I, I just need to talk about that. There's the one thing, like I said, 30 years, 20 years, 45 years, 18, big numbers to some, small numbers to others. But what it's taught me is life is beautiful. Storms come, life happens. But life is amazing. And what we learn in the storms are what make us who we are. And you guys are, are bigger, better, badder than you give yourselves credit for. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at